Warning, the following episode contains adult language and screaming goats. Listener discretion is advised. The Pinball Network is online. Launching The Pinball Show. Episode 144 is here. It's Elwind. It's Jaws. And it's already a certified hit. Follow along as Dennis and I provide you our first impressions of Jaws Pinball, game features, the market and sales response of Jaws on launch day, information from Stern Pinball CEO Seth Davis on more to come with this title, as well as Stern Pinball production updates, Stern Pinball goals for 2024 and years to come, changing courses on LE models, bringing back what once was, and expanding pinball into the future. Oh yeah, pfft. And of course, Pinball Market Trends. And the Pinball Show Club members are going to enjoy some exclusive content discussion of the recent announcement of Bally Williams licensing being granted for another manufacturer and what that means. Spooky Pinball revealing a Scooby-Doo topper, a Princess Bride tease, and the return of Pinberg. Papa? It's jam-packed because, well, it's the Pinball Show. Pinball is a game of skill. For some, it's a passion and a lifestyle. It's time for the Pinball Show. It's pinball with personality. Hey, Dennis, guess what? It's the Pinball Show. It's episode 144, and it is the big old Jaws episode. Does it, is something smelling fishy in here to you, buddy, or is it just me? Haven't taken a shower all, all day because mm. of sales. Sales day. Yeah, well, sales. Sales Stinky must be strong. Day. Sales. Hey, ships have sales. Sailboat sales. Sales and sailboats. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm a little well, uh, slap happy you may, today. You may not be coming in hot. You may be coming in wet. Rung, worn out, tired, <laughs> trying to make it to land. I don't, yeah. I don't know what's going on with you. I'm coming, I'm coming in hotter than a. <laughs> that's how hot I'm coming in. Just like I want to give me a chill. Uh, what? No, uh, me? How could I? Coming could in I? hot. No, Happy New Year, by the way. Happy New we, Year to you, my friend. We put off recording on New Year's Eve, that like my we normally would have, because you were, you were down, you were a little down in the dumps. I, I wasn't feeling it. You, you weren't. I, I just, uh, I, not that I was hungover and drunk. I just, no. yeah, it was, I wasn't feeling it. And when you're yeah. not feeling it, you can't do it. And no, I, you can't. And I knew something big was coming. I wanted to get hooked. Mm-hmm. But something big didn't come in 2023. Well, oh, see, oh, I thought oh, we no. could just. Like a great white yeah. crusting by I, Amity Island. I thought we could get through that. What, go what, ahead. No, what? go ahead. What? what? No, I'm just, I'm just saying. You only did like what six, seven episodes saying that there was this huge hole in the December calendar. There had to be this big reveal, and little old Dennis, not a distributor, got no real good connections whatsoever. Is just sitting there going, you know, I, I just think they're going to be turning out old product. I think they're going to wait till the new year to reveal the new game. Not going to make sense to reveal before Christmas in particular. And why would you reveal in the dead zone between Christmas and New Year? And you're like, I don't know there dennis uh, there's a pretty big gap there mm. and i and i was all like no mm. mistakes were made 
and your mistakes. <laughs> and you know what, though? Here's, here's were, what I think happened. You were right. How about that? I was right. But you like that George wanna, Gomez? You like that you know Keith Elwin? No. Uh, well, Dennis here's Priestle's what I think right. happened. Now, it's it's difficult. And I'm not a Craig Bobby. I'm not, you know, I'm not disguised as mahogany or, or teak or now anything like that. you blasting through that bitch just no. like Dennis Creasel. It's just, look. Here's what I think happened. Oh, no, I, I think, thought you were going to yeah, look. It's Dennis no, here. No, I'm not. No, I'm not doing a look Dennis here. That would have been had they actually done the reveal. Oh, I had a good one. Seth, Dennis here. Look, oh, Seth, there, I, there I had go. one. I had one. Oh, I had. Oh, it was going to be a roast to remember. You would have come out like a Peking <laughs> duck. Nice and crispy. Oh, I was ready for it. Anyone for but Peking duck? Here, here's the thing that I think happened, Zach. I think Stern actually, in reality, a lot of at least elements of Stern were planning to do the reveal in December. Mm. I, I think that was I think that was what was happening. I think Elwin intervened. Oh, I think he walked in, slapped the big red. I imagine their assembly lines have that big red button to stop people from having like, <laughs> like their hands severed and stuff. Yeah. You know, and he hit the big red mm. button mm. and yeah. and like PR yeah. and everyone was like, what are you doing? And Keith said, I'm Keith Elwin. I keep this company afloat. We're waiting until the start of 2024. I want a party like, on New Year's. And they Year's. were like, why? And he's like, Dennis needs this one. <laughs> I don't think Keith knows who I am. But I just think Dennis in that moment, he just kind of one. felt it. And here's and here's my, my the closest thing I can give you to evidence for it, Zach. Victory laps here. No, no. Here's here. So on the thread, when the teaser dropped, it dropped on Nap Arcade. And I made a comment I saw because you frowny faced it. And then I also did a very similar post over on the Stern announcement. Now, Stern's social media person or team or whoever it is replied to like every inane, stupid one line statement in that thread, except my post, the most liked message was ignored, they tend which, to leads, do that. Me, which leads me to believe yeah. that there was a tension between oh. elements within Stern, that there were there were the Keith Elwins who were fighting for the righteous, which would be me. <laughs> And then there was like the media team, which wanted to get it all done with in 2023, didn't want to have to work hard in January, who remains very bitter. Oh, that's my theory. Not that it was Zach Sharp, right? <laughs> I mean, I don't, I look, I don't know who like manages the Facebook. I don't. Know. I, I don't think Zach, Zach Sharp? Sharp does. I think Zach Maybe. Sharp is responsible for the person that does, but I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just saying. I noticed when someone's like, "Whoa, so cool," and you see. Stern be like, yeah, you should get it. And then I'm like, thanks for waiting till 2024. And I crickets. I forgot that uh, we typically don't record in the evening. We record in the morning. I forgot you're perky in the evening. My ass I'm, is like falling I'm snarky. I'm snarky uh, in the evening. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Buckle up, everybody. Uh, here we go. Uh, so you're right. You were correct uh, in that uh, Stern revealed Jaws. We will get to that. You had a good New Year's Eve. Did you stay up late? I, I stayed up to midnight. Ugh. I'm not a child. Uh, well, I tried to go to sleep. I was at uh, Why? my wife uh, drug me. To you didn't a have any games house. to sell. Why? Oh, my God, we've been I'm, p- things are selling. Uh, we sold this like this <laughs> yes, is New dang. Year's Eve. Your oh. phone was blowing up oh. with orders. For, I I promise you it was <laughs> for Space Hunt. <laughs> I, pr- I got orders on Christmas Day. Space Hunt. Space Hunt. Hunt. Oh my God! We don't have Craig Bobby this week. We don't have any. We what? don't. No. Oh, I guess reveals are too much work. Hmm. My goal this episode, listener, is to get through the entirety without making a stupid ass. We're going to need a bigger boat reference. That's my. That's. No, my I think you. I think you can do it. 
All of our chums out there listening to this episode are even Keith Ellen are there with bated breath. Bloodney. You know, I I felt like someone wrote the script for him. <laughs> no. But I don't care. He hit the big red button for me, and that's all that. That's it's all that. Not really like mattered. it's not like uh, Queen Anoya reading the cue cards, though. <laughs> At least he didn't do that. <laughs> That game has at least lots of plastic ramps, not like Jaws, full of habit trails. Stern Pinball. Uh, Production update-wise, right now they're making, I think, Godzilla premiums. Then they're going to move on to James Bond premium, then Stranger Things premium. Now, I don't know how this has to do with with Jaws or how they're going to do Jaws because they did tell us that Jaws is running, going to be on the line in two weeks, Jaws Pro. So I don't know if that means Godzilla Premium, James Bond Premium, and Stranger Things Premium. They're going to try to do those in the first couple weeks here. I could see them do it, honestly. I think that what's going to happen, Dennis and listeners, probably Godzilla Premium's uh, this week and next, and then bleeding into that James Bond premium for a couple days, and then a Stranger Things premium run that will probably overlap with Jaws Pro run on a different line. All right. So besides that, we'll give more of the updates when we talk about Jaws uh, because there's some production timeline updates for that new Cornerstone title. Uh, but until then, I want to talk about leading up to the release of Jaws Pinball by Stern Pinball, uh, they had a nasty little leak reported leak. leak. Yeah. From a shark nose punching its way through a chip. We're going to need a less leaky boat. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't last long. Uh, yeah. There was some pictures that came out and a video that came out and everybody was like, is this really it? I was confused. Yam, yam cam. Yeah. Yam cam TM. I was confused as to, whether or not it was actual, if it was truth, because they don't ever showcase an LE and it was showcasing an LE in that uh, leaked video. So that was strange to me. It was also strange that I saw speaker lights. I'm like, Stern doesn't do speaker lights. That's so a lot of weird stuff. So we didn't know if it was true or not. And then uh, they did announce prior to this, that it was going to be Joel. So we were ready for that. Uh, And then what was it? Thursday, January 4th is when they revealed in its entirety the game, the launch videos, and all of that stuff. So before we go into that, uh, let's talk about the meeting that dealers had uh, prior to this release. All kinds of information besides just that of Jaws specifics came out during this meeting that was led by Seth Davis, CEO of Stern Pinball. Whoa. Yeah. He, he oh, Mr. Davis. He gave a nice little rundown as to some of the goals of the team uh, over last year, fulfilled goals. It was kind of recapping the year, which was nice, as well as presenting some of the goals and directions the company is looking to take this year as well as subsequent years. But with that, some really nice information such as this. He said confidently, Stern Pinball will be returning, Dennis, back to three Cornerstone released games this year, 2024. I don't this being the think first that's going to surprise very many people, but yeah, he said the last couple of years I've been doing two. Yes, they're, that's true. They're returning back to three. So that's exciting news. He said also a focus of Stern Pinball going forward in 2024 is extending the fun of their current games, which to them means more insider connected content for uh, the catalog of games out right now. Code updates. He, he said there was 94 code updates 
in 2023 alone. Mm. 94. And he said, look, okay, some of these were smaller updates, but nonetheless, their dedication to continued code updates uh, and continuing the fun of current cataloged games it's pretty high in their books. I like the little badge things they do for timed events. That's that's I think pretty clever. Though don't did you guys, get your Godzilla one? I did, but guys, don't yeah. be doing like twenty five billion 25 in twelve billion. days on Godzilla. We're not all blueberry. We can't all look. Well, we can because I on the last day I was ten billion to go, Zach, and I put my game to ten ball. Oh. <gasps> Dennis Creasel. I know. And then afterwards, because I didn't tell it not to record scores, I wiped all the scores out of my pinball machine because I was like, no, you. that can't, that's fake. I can't, I can't Good have that. You. But you got but your I, badge. I, I, I earned all the point, like get a number of points in the game on three ball. I just did the 10 to okay. grind out the total. You wanted that last batch. Yes. Okay. Love the badge. Yes. It needs to be like, they should send me a trophy after they unpush the red button they could manufacture me a trophy you little badge or you <laughs> i'm glad you got it i I'm, I'm staying away from that for right now the whole code because i will mm. get addicted and i will you will I, you'll <sighs> you'll fall down see that's I good i couldn't do the bond one because i was like oh gosh can you imagine trying to do that on a route Oof. how much all the the operators must love those mm-hmm. badges because it'd be like i'm trying to think if i was to try and get 25 billion on a route i would have easily dropped especially because that would have been three ball. I would have oh, yeah. at least, uh, spent at least $200. <sighs> yeah. So, and he was talking about that, how their dedication to insider connected and how it's going to continue expanding uh, into this year and into other years. Another point that I think everybody was kind of ready to hear listener was that Mr. Davis made it a point to say, that they have realized and they have experimented with some of the special edition games that were limited in nature, a la like a Elvira, Blood Red Kiss, and Jurassic Park 30th and stuff like that. Uh, he said he's here to announce that there will be no more limited edition games uh, or versions after the launch of a Cornerstone game. Oh, that is interesting. Yeah. He said, look, uh, while they may have been successful in their sales of that, uh, the feedback that they have received from the community and from everyone, they've made the decision that uh, they have no plans to do that in the future. Whenever a Cornerstone game comes out, and if there's a thousand LEs, that's it. They're not going back to the well for spe- And that was super surprising to me because I, I, I know the sales and the sales have been successful of those subsequent games. So I guess they're playing long ball here is all I can think does. Uh, that, I mean, if they, given that you've indicated that in the meeting, he stressed that about the, about sales success and strength of that, you know, that that wasn't an issue. The only thing I can think of is they have to be absolutely mortified that they're going to lose whales who will not trust Ellie's being Ellie's anymore, because when you keep running at new versions of Ellie's, you make, I mean, you think about Blood Red Kiss, and then you have, uh, you remember Elvira 40th coming out just before it, a much more expensive game, and to many collectors, an uglier version. Mm. Mm. Or I should say, Blood Red Kiss being a more attractive version yeah. would be more fair. No one actually thought 40th looked bad. But my point being that it gets, you play a dangerous game, I think, with people's trust if they're, and it's your high dollar people who buy LEs. You brought so, that up, yeah. But I'm surprised because I've, I, like, uh, like you indicated and what Seth indicated, my understanding was these games were moving. And if they're moving, then it sounded like the whales were all 
you know, whale sounds and not actual action. Yeah, but if I, they're really worried about burning that bridge. I think it's more of maybe a market analysis. They're looking at where they project the market to be going in the next five, 10 years. And they don't want to press their luck. Maybe. Well, we, I mean, we saw this with, in my view, we saw it with JJP and the, the jokes people would make, especially with wizard of Oz when it's oh, like, yeah. Oh look, a new, a new limited Black special edition. edition Hobbit. Yeah. Yeah. Yellow brick just, road. Yep, yeah. it's just like okay, wins. Oh, it's it, it the that it feels like they're playing games when they say, oh well, we just gave it a new, different name. It's got a different art package, and it's like, yeah, but I thought I was buying the best version already, yeah. and now you have a new, maybe best version. That's not. I fair. think this will go a long way with collectors, so I think it's a good move overall. Uh, but that means they got to be pretty confident in what they are bringing or what they what they can bring uh, in the future. Uh, Mr. Davis went on to say that any Spike 2 game refreshes then are going to be pro and premium level only um, with, you know, code to extend the gameplay experience. So he gave the example of, you know, don't count them out to have different art packages, kind of like the Star Wars comic edition. Uh, It wasn't a limited edition version. It was a pro. They did a pro premium version. So you, you get those those differences there, but they're done with the the whole LE thing. And they said the current generation of LEs, LCDs, are only going to be issued once. Buy with confidence. Uh, they're not going to do that again. Another goal was to expand pinball for everyone. Seth said they will be considering, as early as 2024 maybe, bringing back some high-demand pro and premium LCD titles, those Spike 2 games. He said if there is a high demand for any particular game, they're not going to shy away from it. Uh, he also said in another big statement here, almost as big as that we're not going to do more LEs, is this. Seth Davis indicated that they have no problem and they're actually planning on remastering some older generation DMD titles. Huh? So remastering meaning taking them into LCD? He didn't say that. He said if it makes sense that there's a high demand DMD game, they will, uh, not, he, he presented it almost as if they're fine doing DMD games again, like making, Oh, uh, okay. Well, I'm just surprised that he didn't just say we're okay going back to doing vaults. Yeah, that's true. I, I don't know what to make of it. He said the indication on whether or not a certain title would be remade. He didn't talk about classification of board systems or, or operating systems like white star versus Sam. None of that. He just said, number one is like parts. Can we even get the parts to make some of these mm. older games that we made in them. He said some of the parts you just can't make or can't get. Uh, and he said the other one is like the licensor interest. Is the licensor even interested in uh, in having a product like that again? So he said those are the kind of the two big factors when uh, when considering remastering older generation DMD titles. He did say, though, that they have zero plans, zero, for DMD games to have Insider connected in the future. He says, not yeah, like he- I, I don't know what they would do to, especially if it's a Sam board set, you'd have to have some sort of new board added. I would yeah, think just, just to be able to interface. Yes. It, it would cost so much money, so much time. It'd be very tedious to, especially he said like the screen, it, it wouldn't display what you needed it to. Not that they couldn't do it, but the, it makes a hell of a lot more sense. Just focusing on the future instead of going back with insider connected. He did say that they were working on home leaderboards. He acknowledges everybody wants that. But he said there are some uh, intricacies of doing that type of system that 
frankly, are much more difficult than uh, people would assume because of how many different setups you would have to do rather than one big location kind of thing. I don't know what it was. It was early. It was early. But he said they're working on it, but that, that's a big task there. Another goal of theirs is to hold pricing and to improve delivery reliability. Woo. He's talking about supply reliability. He said it, it has improved getting parts, those parts being reliable, uh, but it's still not perfect. And another goal within that holding pricing is taming the substantial cost inflation that they've been seeing lately. Their goal is to do whatever they can to not have to increase prices, even if inflation uh, affects parts. Well, then I'm assuming they're going to cut into profit margin because I don't know what Stern honestly can do to constrain inflation. <sighs> well, when you have clever designers, uh, they can do a lot. I would argue. Oh, sure. They can lower the BOM or say your BOM doesn't go up and you're going to just make more with less. Uh, and who knows if they haven't been doing that. Maybe they've been increasing, increasing. I don't know. Uh, they've expanded tech services in 2023 and they're going to continue to build uh, that department and that team. They're happy with the growth that they've had over the last year in tech services. And another goal is to increase the delivery lag on accessories and having even more product options than just the pinball machines themselves. He referenced the Stern Alley sign has been a big hit, and they really want to get some of those accessories out quicker uh, than the lag. I mean, we still haven't seen Foo Fighters accessories. Oh, so he doesn't want to increase lag. He wants to decrease it. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, he wants to. He wants to get them closer to launch. Okay, that would be nice. Most of the things I think collectors broadly would like. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it covers probably a lot of the basis of what collectors would in a survey or something, what they'd say they'd like to see in the future. So, Well, and some of it's like the greatest hits of forum posting. Like, yeah, uh, I mean, I know a lot of especially longtime collectors who are who are totally put off by the current price point on pinball machines because they don't have to remember even 10 years ago where they were thousands less. Mm -hmm. And uh, then, of course, you know, the desire to... There haven't been any vaults since Iron Man. So the desire for which, what, I don't know, the sticker on the one. Oh, by the way, thank you very much for that Iron Man pinball oh, machine. Yeah. The uh, the sticker on it was a February 2020 build, Ooh. which I'm assuming is one of the last that they did. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean. Wow. 2020. See, I, I forget that it was that long ago. Yeah. How, I was like, wow, you had that in the box that long? I Jeez. did. <laughs> I did. Yeah. So I, I maybe we see, you know, I was. I was looking behind him and in this dealer seminar, I guess it's okay to say what uh, he had a couple play fields behind him. And I don't know if it was his office or what, but he had uh, three games that I believe they still make. And then one DMD, one DMD era uh, Stern game play field behind him. Any guesses to what it was? Tron. It was Spider-Man. Oh, hmm. well, Spider-Man would be one that would, I mean, there are plenty that I could imagine they could, if they could get the parts, would be desired. Of course, Tron is a is one that was screamed for back when DMD was still the main thing they were making. But, yeah, yeah. but Spider-Man did really good for them. I wouldn't be too surprised on the licensing front just because it's usually easier if they bring back bring back the band. So you're going to see ACDCs and, mm. and Metallicas. God, mm. it felt like they vaulted Metallica four times, but... Mm -hmm. But hey, they're they I mean, like they it's vaulted ACDC four or five times. Too. They they vaulted them both a lot. Mm -hmm. um, and Ghostbusters would be huge if they could do that. Would be big. Uh, Spider Man, 
that remember they came with the comic version of Spider-Man and that was yep. before that was almost like a stranger things whenever they came out people were like yeah, I don't know if I want that yeah, no, no, you know and then now looking back the value of it has grown substantially more so than the uh, original uh, movie film asset uh, version of that of that game so maybe something like that or into the Spider-Verse I I could see I could see all kinds of stuff there speaking of seeing something coming <laughs> Jaws pinball. It's what? Been, it's been heavily rumored, right? We, it has? Yeah. At one point, I heard John Borg was working on a Jaws pinball. I, designed and done so by the team of Keith Elwin. Mm. We haven't seen a Keith Elwin cornerstone in a couple of years. Not since Godzilla. Wow. Artwork. People weren't expecting this. They thought we'd get a Randy Martinez. No, no, no. Michael Barnard. Mm. Ah, from the Rush pinball machine. Yeah, art. it would have been funny though if it was Randy Martinez, because then the shark would have had a lightsaber. <laughs> I was thinking of a whole bunch of mini lightsabers for his teeth. Almost yes, little, <laughs> like Darth a Maul, mouthful, yeah. mouthful of saber. That's a, uh, and we have the code work by Rick Nagel and team, and then I think Jerry Thompson did some audio stuff along with I don't know John Williams. <laughs> Yeah. He's the, like 91. John now. Williams, licensed John Williams themed score. They've got it. They paid the big bucks. Whoa. That's right. That's they, not the only thing sound wise they paid the big bucks for. That's right. They also paid for custom speech by the man himself, Richard Dreyfus. What about Bob? Or like, what about Richard Dreyfus? <laughs> wow. What about Bob? Wow. That is a, that is a throwback. <laughs> I don't think we'll be seeing what about Bob pinball. Uh, but yeah, they they uh, paid for Richard Drives to do some of the custom speech, along with some of the, they've got, uh, I guess, audio stems from the film. They got video stems from the, the, from the film. They've got all of that stuff. All right, we'll talk about that. But first, we got to talk, it was a normal cornerstone dinner, so we had a pro, a premium, and LE models. LE's limited to 1,000 units. No changes there. Speaking of no changes, no price changes, no increases in pricing. There was some speculation and rumor. Maybe the pro model is going to see a little bit of a bump in the northern region. Nope. All staying the same. A commitment to their goal in 2024 of holding pricing. Production-wise, we know that when Stern reveals a game, we get them quick. Pros are going to be on the line in two weeks. So we're going to see them start rolling out and into uh, operators, arcades, etc. public in the end of January to early February. The pros. So end of January, I, th- I think we'll start seeing them roll out. Uh, LEs then uh, will follow in mid-February. And then the premiums are going to follow in late February into March. Now, I don't know. I think they indicated that unlike Venom, they were able to roll a lot of Venom out of the factory. This one, uh, there are some parts, not delays, but difficulty getting some of the parts. So mm-hmm. they're going to be... The, I think if they get enough sales, they will add uh, another premium and pro run between now and the, they're gauging June for the second run of pro and premiums. June. Okay. But they're plan if they get enough orders and it makes enough sense and parts are rolling in, okay, then uh, we could see additional runs in between January and June. But roughly... At minimum right now, they're looking at June for the uh, subsequent the secondary runs. All right, let's look at this game, Dennis. Let's do our analysis like we do. This is a four-flipper game, if I'm correct. 
Uh, this is a, is, uh, wait a minute. This is an upper play field. I thought this was designed by Keith Elwin. Let me, it was. Okay. Hmm. Keith Elwin generally doesn't do upper play fields, or he hasn't yet, but we know he's a uh, jack of all trades, so he's going with an upper play field on this game. There are all types of features. At, at first, you look at this game, listener, and you don't see any ramps, and you think, did he just create a game with no ramps? And then you'd be wrong. There are multiple ramps. They're just hidden, sneaky little ramsies. Yes. They even call them like a wave ramp. One of them, yeah. One of them's a wave ramp. I think there's a a quint a quince shack ramp. We've got horizontal spinners. We have outlane physical saves. We've got a couple boats. One of the upper playfields is a boat. One of the smaller smaller boats lifts up, and underneath it is a bash toy of Jaws himself or herself. Well, what is Bruce? I guess it's a boy. So uh, jaws that you've hit, they've got a chum bucket that's swinging around. We've got barrels and a single pop bumper, a la Godzilla. We've got paths everywhere, swirling very much like a Keith Elwin game. But again, when you look at it, may take you a while to find the Elwin-esque in it. True or false? Agree, disagree? Uh, it'll depend on the player, of course, but I would say... Like the the lower, well, lower, I should say the far right flipper, that that alone makes me feel very Elwin-esque mm. in that. I think I one of these shots looks like it's a figure eight style feed, so that's going to be kind of Elwin-esque mm. from Bond 60th. Mm-hmm. The upper play field is going to be the part, I think, that maybe confuses people. Uh, and the other aspect might be the fact that it actually features a bash toy. Mm-hmm which I don't normally think, I mean, there are obviously certain targets that need to be hit on certain games, but I don't normally think of him as being particularly bash toy oriented. The captive ball chum bucket toy seems more what, though something that I think you'd look at and go, oh, yeah, well, it's kind of like the hidden captive ball thing Keith that was in Godzilla. Balls, he yeah. had an exposed one in Iron Maiden. That was a big part of the gameplay. So that I think is, is very LNS. We have two here. I mean, one in the... One in the, uh, what's it called, in the boat, too. Oh, yeah, one, one in the, the boat as well. Three kind of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the artwork. Artwork is very different, too. This game strikes me, listener, that my first impression of this game is I was pretty shocked because if you told me Jaws and you told me Keith Elwin, if my AI brain made something super creepy, as AI often does, it wouldn't made, it wouldn't have made this. This shocked me. The looks of it shocked me because it stands out from your typical zombie Yeti-like artwork. Uh, Even with some of the compositional uh, art choices, it's not crowded. It is not a crowded art space at all, whether it's on the cabinet, the back class, even the play field. Everything is spread out like Mm -hmm. the open sea. So, uh, and it just doesn't look like an L1 until you dive deeper. Okay, now I'm getting a little bit cliche. My first impressions were, oh, this sucker stands out. And upon further inspection, I add, this sucker stands out in a really good way. What were your first impressions when you saw uh, the different iterations of this game? It does feel a lot different than uh, a lot of other games that we've looked at, especially visually. Hallelujah. Uh, Yeah, in that regard. I mean, but part of that is obviously we have a different artist than what we, you know, Jeremy's been doing so many art packages for Stern, I think you're going to always sort of a butt into 
it feeling a little samey unless they go really he went really different on Foo Fighters, but I know that was more polarizing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, no, I, I thought the, the layout looks interesting to me, uh, but because the way it's laid out it feels to me less straightforward visually than what I'm used to for most games, especially Elwin games. Absolutely. I don't I can't tell yet if I'm going to like how this shoots more or less than like, I don't know where it would rank in his catalog. Does that make sense? I think there. Yes, because it always is tough looking in an Elwin game and wondering, I wonder how that works or I wonder how that shoots. And I and I may be wrong on this, so I'll rely on you to correct me. Uh, but of course, I'm also looking at the pro model, and Elwin has, and I, I think this is true again. I always felt he does a really good job keeping a lot of the key elements in his pro models uh, over from the premium LE. I mean, uh, obviously, it varies a lot. You use lo- you, you expect to lose a lot of the toys, which is often the case, but a lot of the the shot geometry often holds true. However, on uh, this game, you do lose an entire flipper which I don't know if he's ever lost a flipper That's going a to his point. pro. That's a good point. I, I'll, I'll, I'll add to that and say that typically whenever we see Elwin games, the pro Elwin games sell really, really well because as you've said, uh, the shot patterns oftentimes still feel good. You still feel like you get a lot of the game, especially with code and his shot layouts in his pro versions. Really, when we talk about Elwin premium LEs compared to the pros, Dennis, we get we get um, we get one feature that is more toy like than it is path like. So you get a a cool T Rex that grabs the ball in mm-hmm. Jurassic Park, and you get the rising and lowering of a building in Godzilla. Uh, yeah, the not, thing. I mean, you're still getting a great game with the pros, his pro version. Yeah, yeah, they are. They're all and you know, I know people who own the pro of Godzilla and love it. And the reason why I ended up going premium was the building, as cool as it was, it did change game state in terms of how it shot. Absolutely. And so that was a that was a you know a compelling reason for me there. But whereas, like with Avengers, I've been you know perfectly fine going and playing a pro versus and giving up the subway. Mm. Because you still get the tower magnet yes. and the Godzilla Pro still gave you the cool magnet that flings it into the left orbit to set up the upper flipper shot, which I always thought was like it made sense why he preserved that in the pro because gameplay wise, that's the thing you interact with the most mm-hmm. is that magnet. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think there's any magnets in this game. No oh, mag- interesting. I don't think any magnets. I love my magnets. That's OK. Well, there is an opto spinner. So you know what else is weird? Is as I'm looking at this game, we, we so many physical ball locks on Keith Elwin games, right? We, we and, got Iron Man. Every there one are, of them has got a physical are. ball lock. Yeah. Do we have one here? Yes, we do. <gasps> we do. And that's what I think is going to catch a lot of people. I think that's the Elwin feature that's going to be the the winner to a lot of people. If, if they fall in love with this game, it's going to be because of this lock. Ooh, that's my theory. Any explanation as to what this physical lock is? Because it's, it's the, not, it's, you can't yeah. just see it. I mean, no, no, that's why this is the, I think people will look and they'll go, well, you know, I remember a feature like this from Big Buck Hunter. I remember a feature like this from uh, the Bell and ACDC. You know, there, I saw people already going and identifying toys that, that just look like, you know, new sculpts on top of the stuff Stern's already done. Mm-hmm. But that far right middle flipper, the little flipper. Can we not call those? Baby flipper do 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 because because they're small. Is that two of them? All right, uh, so the right baby flipper. So what do you mean the baby flipper is a physical? No, it's a flipper. It's not a physical ball. What do you mean? But it can be a ball lock. How? When it's flipped, 
It captures the little balls. Well, that's like saying that my flipper plastic. down at the bottom when I when I hold it. It's a physical well, but ball. Is, lock. But is the game ever going to auto deploy it? Ooh. Then you don't. The game doesn't hold your flipper up for you. I know, Keith, unless you're playing Oktoberfest. I know Keith Elwin uh, may or may not like action buttons, but I wonder if an action button controls anything. May you what? know what? It's sitting down there, all oh. green and and oh. shiny. That does and look green like a is nice... the color of and green's the color of ball lock. Oh, that is. And true. in these photos I'm looking at on multiple models, it's lit green. Oh man, I like that. That's cool. So a physical ball lock that's a flipper it's dual purpose see they're saving money already to keep the price contained you can be a flipper and it can be a ball lock what i have said uh about this game is that a lot of people have looked at it and were like where's the big jaws i want the jaws coming up it's going to eat the ball and that's the only toy in the game this game reminds me listener a lot like elvira house of horse because Elvira House of Horrors, you look at it and everybody's like, it's so open and there's nothing. Elvira's House of Horrors has maybe some of the most toys and mechs in any Stern pinball machine. It's just there's so many of them and they're not a big, big modeling of, of what they are. Think about Elvira's. You've got all kinds of physical ball locks. You have all kinds of interactive mechanical features. I think Jaws is the same way in that, sure, we don't have a big Bruce right in the middle of the play field and nothing else. I mean... Let's talk about it. We got the flipper there. You also have the the chum line with the, the the fin that goes back and forth, and it doesn't. It's not like make on a stick that stays up there, or the or the Q guy, uh, mom jeans on dialed in, like it goes down. There's lights underneath the playfield that light up. You have to hit it. Then to the left of that, there's a little path. There's drop targets. I'm looking at the premium LE for reference here. An upper playfield. With a ramp on the upper playfield, wire forms coming off of that, a chum bucket that that swings. You've got a boat that lifts up. You've got a bash toy that is Jaws. You have uh, horizontal spinners, two of them. You've got three-dimensional buildings. You've got a, a pop bumper that's got a barrel in it. There's a, there's a lot of stuff in this game, but when you look down at it, you're like, it looks like the open ocean. Do any of those toys in particular very much interest you and or do any of the features max toys uh worry you at all in terms of i mean so many of them really add a lot to the theme immersion side of it so True. i see like value there like uh, so i'm not an upper playfield fan I'm as a general rule so I, I'm I'm skeptical about what I basically see as just two shots for so much space. However, I do like like the sound integration of hitting the and turning the wheel of the of the boat mm-hmm. and it being the deck of the orca. So visually, that works really well. Uh, on the premium LE, I would say toy wise, the the pop up shark, yeah, that's probably the most predictable thing. But I, it's a cool way to take use of that space and turn it from a bash toy to another bash toy. But uh, it's like and another one, especially since the, in the boat form. You've got like the opto thing with the three lights in yeah, the back, yeah. and that ball is supposed to trigger this. So I think that's a that's going to be an interesting, fun challenge there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the toy I'm most concerned about would probably be the chum line, simply because mm. I, I can't help but wonder if the fin is going to bend as you strike it with the ball. So Wait, you know, like what? mechanically, to me, I just it wonder. doesn't. Uh, 
and I could be wrong, it doesn't look like a drop target mechanism. It looks like a stand-up target that is motorized. Right, right. I think it's probably bracketed and reinforced. I'm just curious if it's going to, like, I'm sure they've tested it, but uh, the curiosity remains nonetheless. So that would be it. But, also but visually, cat, that's but. my, my you know, saying aside the whole, you know, people look at it and remember things like, I guess, maybe Big Buck Hunter or, or Mick or whatever. Um the use of the chum line and that, uh, you know, watching the video and seeing that as you bash the ch- the chum bucket, that the lights start to grow, glow more and more red in that spot mm-hmm. as the blood's in the water. I thought that was just a really cool, again, about theme immersion, but just a really cool way to take something relatively simple in concept and, and make it uh, feel like the world of Jaws. Well, and uh, we were talking about upper play fields. I'm with you. I, I'm not a big upper play field guy, but what I will say is that if you're going to give me an upper play field, I like how Foo Fighters did it with Jack Danger and the team over there, where you're hitting shots, uh, flow shots, rather than stand-up targets like a, a freaking Aerosmith, or uh, even drop targets sometimes can be a bit mundane, except for shadow. But for the most part, you don't want to hit, you don't want to be using a small flipper in a small area hitting targets. It's just not fun. But what Keith did here is two really nice looking shots. One that whips around almost the shape of like a monster bash left ramp, but whipping around not only on a wire form, but one that takes a deep dive pun intended back up the play field into a looping thing. So that could visually look interesting and feel good, as well as, like you said, the uh, the steering wheel or the, uh, the the boat's wheel, that spinner, again, a very appealing feeling shot whenever you can hit a spinner. So I think if they are going to have an upper play field, this one might feel really, really good. It's separate from the from the toys, though. This reminded me as I looked at it, because I wanted to check and see what was on the Pro also, and it is. But <laughs> I guess this is the wave, the wave uh, ramp, but... Does Stern like just have a stockpile of 180 ramps? <laughs> These inverted ramps. There's two have of them. Another 180 there's ramp. Another, up the center, there's one. Yeah. And to the wave ramp is one. Okay. Yeah. There's I'm two. just like, uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Because the, yeah. Well, yeah, the one I was looking at, the one at the right, because I see water on top of it. And I thought maybe that's the wave ramp. That but, is the wave ramp. Okay. But the one right up the center in between the chum bucket and the boat. That's a 180 ramp that oh, leads to a waterfall. Oh, I didn't form. notice it because of the little sign yep. at first. Okay. Yep. So that is a, that's a 182. So I guess we live in a world of 180s. I'm not much of a 180. Then again, give me that left orbit ramp on Godzilla all day long. That thing feels so good. And it doesn't feel 180-ish. It almost feels like, almost feels like Avengers, uh, Avengers Tower shot, but instead of mm. going and sticking to a magnet, it flips up and goes onto a wire form through the building. But, um, but yeah, I'm typically not a 180 ramp kind of guy. I forgot mechs in here on the premium LE as well as the pro. There are in-lane uh, posts that pop up that you can control, have moments, have moments, uh, whatever you want, uh, triggered shots for that chum line. Uh, you can create a lot of things. Keith did that with Jurassic Park. Yeah, no, that, that's uh, a Keithism. Yeah, but he's, he's, got, he's double barreling it here. Yeah, well, he has to make up for it because he didn't have one in Godzilla. Oh, there you go. And then you've got the outlane post that you can physically bump back into, like some of the old solid state games. You can bump in or even mm. some of the Oh, yeah, that was games. really, that, I like that. That was yeah, really neat. That's really nice. Nice little touch. Nice little low bomb, but fun. 
Mm-hmm. There are some people saying that's going to be too easy for compet. I don't. Uh, I don't think so. You can just take off the rubber if so. Yeah, if he did it like yeah, just or, or that whole post might actually be removable. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's if true. you needed to, that, that, honestly, competitive uh, folks would probably just pull the rubber and say, "Yeah, have yeah. fun trying." It's like trying to use the center post on like super orbit without mm-hmm. the rubber. Yeah, it can be done, but it, good luck without tilting. Absolutely. So yeah, my, no, I. I there are plenty of games that had that format that were still super brutal. Like Ed Krinsky, I think had a whole pile of them back in the day. So. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't, wasn't Ed the one? No, I'm thinking of who's uh, Kirk. Kirk was the one that you could do the, uh, the Kirk bounce, the center post. Oh yeah. He was a big fan of the center post, but Ed had games like uh Jack's to open and stuff yeah. where there would be abilities to save out of the outline. Now, as we're looking at this what else interests me on this shot wise Dennis is that real shot because mm. I think yes. it may be a figure eight type of shot that we've seen in James Bond's 60th but man oh man that's going to be tight if it we if it ramps around there it's leading to that I'm going to call it a mid lane mid in lane to the right around mm-hmm. that pop bumper that's what it feels like it's going to yep. try to do, a figure eight there. Yeah, I think so. And it's, I think it's going to make that cool little sound, but it, really fast. It's going to be cool. but You know, this is a game that I think is going to be very particular about you being sure you have it level. Yes. That and uh, the different slopes are going to matter. And it's going to be kind of like Iron Maiden, where when you plunge, it's nice when it goes around that orbit to feed that upper flipper. But design-wise, it's not like a requirement. So, eh, we'll see. The right orbit ends up being a ramp that goes through the backboard and coming back, and they've got all these waves, uh, very theme-appropriate. There's wireforms everywhere on this game, mm-hmm. Dennis. Look at all there the wireforms. There's a lot of wire. Oh, I love the wire. What is the shot, though, of the little, flipped, the little flipper to the right? It goes across the play field, but then I, where's, I think it like loops around. Oh, you mean when if shot above the drops? Yeah, because that's the path that shows it. Right, it does show the path. Uh, yeah, so that's that's tricksy. I think it's, it's made to do a little whippy too. Mm. I don't know. The pro edition, you lose the upper playfield. There's no uh, there's no like kinetic boat that's holding the ball. There's no 3D quint shack in the back right, which looks superb by the way. No drop targets. You only get stand up targets. And uh, the shark toy is a static toy that is not, you don't bash it. You're just sitting there bursting through like a wood or something, a boat or something like that. Yeah, he's bursting through the cage from the first movie. Oh, with... that's right. Thank you. The cage. He's bursting yeah. through the cage. So, but you still have the, the fin chum line in the play field. You still have all the, the different wiry, flippy shots and all of that. So you got the horizontal spinner. Is that like an upside down post that you hit for the horizontal spinner that is the layout that's the toys of the mechs what about the looks of this game that's uh, we'll bring in art a little bit do you like the looks of this game for me it's a big big attempt and i think successfully so of the world under glass that we all bring up cliche wise or other yeah overall i i like it i don't love it but uh, i i w- what i think is that does a really good job of telling that story or putting you in that world rather than what in a lot of these style of things where I kind of feel like you, you get the more homage stuff where it's just sort of like, here's the here's your spectrum of care. And of course, we didn't completely get away from that in the dead center of the of the play field with mm-hmm. uh, with Quint and Dreyfus. But mm-hmm. 
But overall, you know, especially with the toys and stuff factored in and it being so open with, a, you know, it doesn't feel like like they've contained the inserts in in sort no, of logical. True. There's I a lot of wood. There's just a lot of wood. So, yeah, it's I mean, in some ways, it, I think it it's served by the fact that it's Jaws. Mm-hmm. So they just need it to be a lot of water. And so that's what they're able a to, lot of to water do it is. instead of a lot of like marvel explosions and just purples raining into reds and then here's you know 50 villains in the back corners or or godzilla for example where every shot is kind of like themed around a particular kaiju and the shots then it's not even like the ones that are tied to the rules they're just like kind of shots that that just have a monster and it's kind of like the way they decide to and you know you're trying to incorporate as much fan service as possible well this is three dudes on a boat against a shark so there's Mm -hmm. not a whole lot they have to really work in yeah so, but yeah, I think it, it looks, it's a really, I'd say a really clean execution. It does look clean. Uh, if we're looking at the art packages, listener, I would uh, direct you to go to Pinball News or This Week in Pinball or Nap Arcade. Look at all the different art packages. Uh, it looks as if the premium art package is the one that has the different type of art on the Translate back glass compared to that of the LE Pro. The LE Pro have similar, it's like the Jaws uh, movie poster whereas the LE is actually a mirrored example of it. And then on the side cabinets on the LE, you get that metallic uh, with two different art images on each side of the cabinet. Whereas I think the pro and the premium, uh, the cabinet are duplicated on each side. Uh, It looks like Brody fighting off the shark on the premium. And then on the pro, uh, the pro is a really pretty looking art package. It's, of Jaws attacking the cage uh, when mm-hmm. Dreyfus is down down there. To fit with the toy they had to use on the Pro. For me, I'm going to give Barnard a hell of a lot of credit here because we were tough on him on Rush and totally redeemed himself here uh, because this art package for me, especially the back glass and the cabinet, fucking works in spades. It is beautiful. Just the simplicity of that Ellie back glass for me, mwah, I love it. I cannot wait to see that in person. It needs to be simple to me because it was the 70s and that's what the movie poster was. They couldn't have thought of a better one in my opinion. Now, if you ask around the, the collective, a lot of people, Dennis, are really digging this premium art package, specifically that first person artwork of the back glass that perspective rather yeah i don't like it something about it was disconcerting to me and i couldn't place what it was and now you you've said it and so finally it's because i'm too tired it's it's because it's the first person perspective okay, you don't and, like that and it just yeah it's just doesn't work for me i like i liked all i like all the other art packages i like the side of the premium cabinet a lot Mm -hmm. but but no that back glass just it it just it bugs me Mm. it it's too disconcerting it's actually too scary oh i would rather have the simplicity of the poster because it's so iconic it's so i think i don't on the side of the head of the the premium i guess you do i give me i don't want that i don't want that killer shark glaring at me while i've got my friday the 13th machete in my hand i don't i love the pro cabinet the best 
That's so oh, cool. Yeah. No, the pro, the pro cabinet is 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 my favorite also. But yeah. I do like the premium a lot. The LE uh, cabinet art's actually my least favorite. I think in person it'll be a spectacle with the metallic foil oh, yeah. on it. It's just again, we never saw a scene in the movie where the swimmers were there and the shark is like mm-hmm. showing his teeth and stuff. It's a little too yeah, a little too point. creative for me. Point, when you're dealing point. with an icon, I prefer it to be a little more true to form. And at least uh, on the other side, it's better because the you've got the close up of the shark biting the cage. Mm-hmm. But I prefer the more distant stuff. So I actually really like the premium sides of the cab a lot with the. Oh, okay. uh, the part where the ship's sinking and he's he's climbing out with the uh, the stick. Maybe that's because it's one of the few instances where you actually get to see any of Roy Schneider. Oh, uh, we'll get to that. The artwork on the play field, I'm good with it. I love that there is so much water. Uh, for me, it freaking works. It works because not. I'm not saying it works a beauty contest. I'm saying it works because it's different for once. It's, I mean, it's full-blown water world-ish. We've got a lot of water, but they're different shades of water. It's still showing different paths. Uh, the wood in the middle take or leave it, but give me more water. <laughs> I gotta have more water. But uh, even the jaws down in the, uh, in the, the center, the center of the flippers, love mm-hmm. it. I love the light coming in. I love that you can see uh, the horizon of of land in the sky and then we're back to water (laughs) water and can i can i not give props to whoever came up with these art blades for the le just bravo it's so theme appropriate we don't have all these characters and stuff no they're bringing the world under glass truly in because you see more water and then you see uh, like the beach scene with the lifeguard stuff it's almost the perspective itself when you're playing it almost looks disorienting so perfectly done it makes sense that the code name i think was the code name for this game vertigo i think it might be all right so we don't we haven't heard it yet we haven't played it to know what the code is per se but we have more information about it including seth davis telling us that uh they do have film clips from not just jaws but all of the jaws films i don't know if anybody's talking about that yet dennis uh, i mean i heard it i heard it and explained in somewhere i don't remember yeah. what anymore today and i i'm a little concerned about that <laughs> Look, I, I think they're probably I freebies was, i I thought it, I thought, I mean, I'm sure they just gave them the other three with it is what happened because there's absolutely no reason to turn to any of those other films. And as a child, Jaws 2 was the one I liked, but I I was pretty stupid as a kid. Well, it's because I just liked the part about them, you know, lashing all the boats together. I don't know if I've ever seen any of the other Jaws. Well, they each get progressively worse. So... Yeah, definitely don't use any clips from Jaws the Revenge. So does Friday the 13th, but we still love it. No, Friday the 13th doesn't even find its stride till after the third one. Ooh, uh, that's that's for the Patreon members for us to discuss. Mm. Okay, uh, you are in the game. You're Quint, the bounty hunter. Yeah, that surprised me. And then later on, Seth Davis said you can flip the script and play as the Great White coming soon, dot, dot, dot. He teased it. We do know that there's a custom speech by Richard Dreyfus, licensed John Williams theme score. Uh, when asked about Brody, I think one of the dealers was like, okay, well, 
What's the deal with Brody? Do we get Brody? Do we not get Brody? I don't know what the actor's name is. I'm sorry. I'm Roy Schneider. Thank you. Do we get Roy Schneider? Uh, Seth Davis said, quote, we have everyone in the film clips. But he then said, talked about the challenges of licensing and what likeness means and how there are differences if a person is still living versus deceased, the complexities that arise with all of that. But yeah, I thought someone said that if it was prior to like 1985, then you can do anything you want. Yeah, that, well, it's easier. But uh, but I think once they pass away, maybe it's maybe it gets the family involved. I don't know. Uh, but he did say we've got everyone in the film clips. Okay. I, I don't. I don't. Until we see it, we just don't know. I mean, I did hear in the trailer the bigger boat line oh, okay. that sounded like it was his voice. So. Okay. Yeah. So I just but I noticed the thing that is and this is where I, I don't agree with uh, a decision made for the playfield art. I don't I think it looks too glaring when you have Quint and Dreyfus's character Hooper there in the center of the playfield and not Roy Schneider's three dudes on a boat. And when you decide to prominently display two of them, it it calls attention to his missing. You know what? I completely agree. So I just I wouldn't have, I just wouldn't have, I just still put their faces in, but they could have been, you know, ramp shots or something. Or, yes. Yeah. So yeah. just put them somewhere else. Instead, mm-hmm. it's like, Hey, look, here's the, here's the collage of characters that Stern loves to do on their play fields. And it's like, uh, you know, the movie was about three. And in fact, Roy Schneider's the main one, especially like they did uh, the Nedry figure in Jurassic park. They kind of put him over here. They could have done that. Yeah. Yeah. Singly, yeah just doing it know. off to the side. It's and fine. Then somebody I, I, else. Yeah. I, I'm not saying spend anything. You, you know, they already spent a lot. I mean, like, you know, you have the Williams score and you've got Dreyfus doing call. Spent they've money, spent, yeah. they spent enough. I'm not saying they needed to get him to do this. I'm just saying, yeah. don't call attention to it like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can agree on that. I would have thought that they would have argued that you're going to play as the perspective of of the of the cop of Roy's character because, because you know the yeah. whole argument that we used to hear when oh there's no Sigourney Weaver in Aliens because you're playing as her or there's no Jennifer Connelly in the Labyrinth. Yeah, because yeah. you're you are in the Labyrinth. You're, you're doing. Your, we you we need... have replaced Brody. Mm-hmm. We are the Brody. We we are Brody. Brody, do you even play pinball? Okay, sorry. I am Brodicus. That's right. Oh, that was a really old reference. I'm sorry for that one. Take my tiny hand. <laughs> okay. When they do Scary Movie 2, they better get his tiny they hand. They best be getting Chris Elliott. I think it's Chris Elliott. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, additional future features. Check this out, y'all. Seth Davis said uh, additional features coming to this title include a career ranking system. Mm. Ah, That'd be yeah. fun. Yeah. A special in-game Mode unlocking. Oh, coming soon. He said you play as the bounty hunter and you actually, you collect shark teeth. That's a task in the game. He did go on to say that collecting shark teeth was a carryover uh, feature. So uh, people asked like, are we going to get venom kind of stuff where we're building? And he said, there are some of that in this game with insider Mm. connected. One of them being collecting shark teeth that will carry over. Get enough shark teeth, and do I become a mutant symbiote shark? <laughs> you get twenty-five billion shark teeth, and you get your <laughs> you get your sharky badge. And then it's messed up like the one with the topper, and it's like, have you ever turned the game off while your progress is lost? <laughs> no. Was that the with the Mandalorian? Oh, where that with the, the blip, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Since been fixed. Uh, uh, so that's got, also digital content is coming. Such as 
a video mode. On an LCD screen, a video mode, it's going to be making a CES debut. So be on the lookout for that. Jaws 3D. The other digital content coming, you can play as the shark. And they're also going to have some wizard mode reveals. So yeah, we can't, we don't know what the code is. Uh, The instruction cards, it's Keith Elwin. Always trust in the Nagel. I will say we jumped over it, but can we not praise Stern for not pulling a Jurassic Park on this, for actually getting video assets and clips from the film? Okay, Roy Schneider. But still, we actually can look up when playing this game, listener, and we can see the film that we all love. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I want. Bobbly, yes, yes. Yes, that's what I want. I want that in all of my games. I'm missing it in Jurassic Park because I don't have that code that pulls the videos in, I promise. But that's what, I, that's what I'm wanting. And it's got, and they've, like, I'm not big on the whole paying the, the, the celebrity to do custom callouts. I, I'm going to let you in on a secret here, listener. I honestly don't give a shit. For me personally, like that's money that's I, whatever. That's not special to me. Give me more video assets, but I appreciate them getting it uh, because I know people do care about that. But video assets are huge for me. Give me video assets over any likeness art assets all day long. And they got them in here. I would be remiss if I stopped talking about Jaws without bringing up some of the LE features, Dennis. Oh, baby. This this great white powder coat. I mean, when a pun fits, beautiful white powder coat. I think works. I think white works on this game. Uh, white and red really signifies lifeguard kind of stuff. And then the uh, the predominant blue around makes sense. That's a that's a perfect color palette there, Barnard. If you're the one that picked the powder coat color. The, the shark bite, <laughs> I think, is funny. Uh, it's cute more than anything. What about the shooter rod? I don't know about the shooter rod. Mm. The barrel shooter yeah. rod. I mean, it doesn't look painful to use. So. Yeah. I don't know about that. But can we talk about mirrored back glass? Sure, we've already talked. About it. Shaker motor, sure. Non-reflective glass, sure. That's fine. All of this is awesome. But a first for Stern Pinball is what they're calling. Seth Davis said they're calling Expression speaker lighting. Uh, Everybody wants to know where expression lighting is. They only put it on music pens while they're pulling it up to the speaker panel. And interacting with the game are now the speaker lights. Hallelujah. I love this feature. This is like, if I don't know, and here's another little tidbit you're going to hear on the pinball show. When asked, is this going to be a feature that you can buy as an accessory for the Pro Premium? TBD. We may, mm. we may not see it. I don't even know what the, I don't even know what the install would be like on something like that. But I love that they now have speaker lighting like some other manufacturers that interacts with the code and gameplay of that of that title. Uh, Seth Davis talked about like blood in the water. You're going to see blood effects on that lighting. And he talked about uh, water effects splashing and stuff. You're going to see that in those speaker lighting. And then they've got the the cutout of the Joel's figure in there too. Oh, that's fantastic. Can't wait for my LE. So th- those are some cool, cool features. Oh, I was looking at the speaker things and I didn't realize that's you thought where it was the a shark. Star Trek, right? I did. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I, did, I, I, I did liked them quite a bit when I was like, the Federation's going, there be whales aboard. <laughs> there be whales. 
They're, oh, I'm wrong, Cotton. It's a great white. Do you think Quint's going to sing his little song? Yeah. His shanty? Probably at the start of one of the multiballs. His shanty. Uh, okay, so here's the timeline of events for the Jaws release. Not the one on social media that is confusing. No. Uh, January 7th, we have the CES unveiling and the press event. So be on the lookout for that. A gameplay premiere video with live game team chat on Stern's YouTube channel is happening Sunday, January 7th at 8 p.m. Central. Did, did Finnum have that? I, I a pre-recorded think s- gameplay. I don't know if they had pre-recorded. Video. I thought they did something with gameplay on their YouTube, but yeah, I- this is a, what I've been preaching forever. A pre-recorded edited, nicely produced video showing gameplay. Jersey Jack's been doing that. Um, I think uh, spooky uh, recently did that. A lot of people are, are, are switching to that. I think it's very smart. Uh, and then you still have the, the Sturm creators and the game team live in the chat, which I think is great. Focusing over to YouTube. My God, Stern, you're making it happen. I love it. January 8th, then is the CES Pepcom press event. January 9th through 12th, the CES trade show. And then January 16th through 18th is the EAG trade show. So we're going to be seeing some gameplay coming very, very soon. 1,000 LEs, $12,999. Does it sell out? How does this game sell? Do the pros outsell the premiums? Or is it the other way around? Is this a hard-to-find title? Or is this one that's going to be sitting on dealers' shelves for for 20,000 leagues under the... Uh, how do you think this thing sells? Uh, it's an L when it sells fine. You're right. <laughs> you're right. And by selling fine, you're actually wrong. It's selling great. Better or worse than Foo Fighters? Ooh. It's better than Benham. Better than James well, Bond. Well, at this point, the the pacing based on where we're at, uh, we're recording not even 24 hours upon release, uh, not even 12 hours, nine hours. We're recording at nine hours uh, post-launch. At nine hours post-launch, we have sold significantly more than we did Foo Fighters. Hmm. LN effect or just a, that it's a stronger theme or why I not think both? I think it's both because this thing, what this doesn't have that Foo Fighters does is timing. Foo Fighters release was timed perfectly mm-hmm. for people to open their wallets. That was like the the last breath of that huge ass market that we'd seen uh, during pandemic. That was the last hurrah. So That's true. It had a lot of uh, current behind the wave, if you will. And sure. and then Jaws here, I think, is fighting against the current in a lot of respects, and even it is surpassing all of those crashes and those mm-hmm. waves that people uh, people have told me. I don't know how many times in social media this last week, Dennis, people have reiterated that the sky is, in fact, falling. Um, anytime I post a, a used game for sale, there's always one just genuinely clever individual, fucking like stand-up comedians, that they tell me how the market is crashing and I'll be lucky to get half of that and, yeah, but for some reason, yeah, this this game is selling very, very well. I think this is a theme that is stronger than Godzilla. And I think that the leak initially hurt the sales from a collector perspective. I mm-hmm. really do. Um, because it got a narrative behind it too and uh, just had to deal with all that shit. I think this is a game that 
is so hidden in its brilliance. I'm super stoked about this game, so much so that I'm easily, without a doubt, getting an LE for myself. Um, I even, oh, I'm such a nerd, Dennis. Jaws, I love the Jaws theme. It's not like a dream dream theme, but I think it belongs in any blockbuster. Like I just love blockbuster films. This is it. Um, and I love the film too. But I'm such a nerd that I I did the specialized number thing. And I don't ever do that. Like this is the first time I've ever done that for a stern. It's so stupid. Okay. So dumb. Lucky number 14. So yeah, I am I'm stoked about this game. Uh, and let's hope that let's hope that code is good and all of that. It's selling great, and I'm excited. I'm excited for it. All right, we will be talking uh, next episode 145 as well as on social media and, and streams. We're going to be talking about Jaws for a long time, right? Uh, yeah, most likely. So we'll break from that right now. And there's a lot we need to talk about, including, I don't know, Pedretta Gaming securing the licensing for Bally Williams Games in collaboration with Planetary Pimple. What? Come on. How's that going to work? What's that going to look like? Have I talked to CGC about Pulps being on the line or Cactus Canyon is being remade or if they're going to, maybe. What about Princess Bride? A little sneaky peeky about Princess Bride. Is that a good theme for pinball? When's it coming? Who's it coming from? Spooky pinball launching a Scooby-Doo topper accessory and a wonderful launch video that had a nice little pinball show Easter egg at the end. I don't know if you called that. Did you watch that? No, I Talk don't watch Dennis, Topper videos. Come on. I, I don't watch Topper videos. I edited in a, a, a pinball show Easter egg at the oh, end. Oh, so you were oh you worked on it. Wow, I had no idea <sighs> you weren't being really heavy-handed with the suggestions of its greatness. <sighs> Is Pemberg back? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> we, need, we need to talk about that. Speaking of heavy-handed and sponsorship of Penberg. <laughs> <laughs> Baby's smallest Penberg ever. Hey! It's still Penberg. It's the motion in the ocean. Penberg Ito. Why is that Burke? No. Uh, so we've got a lot to talk about, but they can only hear it if they are an exclusive club member of the Pinball Show. And you can sign up today by going to patreon.com slash the pinball show. If you missed that, it's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash the pinball show. If it doesn't come up, you're doing a backslash. It's a regular slash. I get confused too. It's not a biggie. So go sign up now. Listen to that exclusive content because we got a lot to talk about. We also need to thank some people, Dennis. Yes, we must. We got to thank the, the, I was going to say the beaver. (laughs) (laughs) I just spit all over my microphone. What does a beaver sound like? I don't I don't know what a beaver sounds like, uh, but it's not a bobcat. Who do you think would win in a fight between a bobcat and a beaver? Mm, bobcat, because it'll attack so. anyone's wife. <laughs> attack, attack a beaver wife. Oh, shoot that fucker. Thank you, Rodney. Appreciate uh, and congratulations on your new game. What about Jabs, the Jablonski? The Bumblebee. Would a Bumblebee beat a Bobcat? Mm. <sighs> Stings him in the Bumble Eye. It might. Mm. I, I'm going to stick with the Bobcat here. Thank you, Steve. And thank you, Rob, the Panther. Snarl. <laughs> now, we're, now we're messing with somebody. Uh, the mm-hmm. Panther and a Bobcat. Got to go Panther on that one. Yeah, 60% of the time it would work every time. Now, if we're talking about Cocaine Bobcat? Give me cocaine bobcat. Well, that's that's the performance enhancing. <laughs> and and Benzo Panther. 
I'm good, <laughs> man. Vince <laughs> die. <laughs> the Zanny Panther. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Tabbed out Panther. What about the kineticist? <laughs> Well, <laughs> it depends if it's been low dosing ketamine or not. <laughs> Special K kineticist. That's perfect. Microdose. K for the K. <laughs> Couldn't have said it better. Uh. Special K kineticist. Wow. <laughs> I can see a doped up freaking wizard. Oh man. Okay. What? Uh, thank you, Colin, for the support. What about the Falcon? K- K- an alcoholic falcon. Mm. I can see, I can see a swooping, uh, swerving alcoholic falcon. Falcons are not to be messed with. I think a falcon, if big enough, can probably tear up a panther. I think the falcon might be the toughest. At least a what's a, a small panther? What's a baby panther called? Uh, a cub? A kit? Dead meat if it's against the falcon. <laughs> Just like a Yorkie. Or that terrier? <laughs> yes. Or what was it? What terrier. Was it? It, was a, it was a, uh yeah, like, yeah, like a Yorkshire terrier or something. Or schnauzer. Or schnauzer. A schnauzer. Yeah, that's right. A toy schnauzer. Uh, what about uh, Dave? Thanks, thanks, Dave, the shaker motor. The shaker motor ain't going to beat up anybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's got that protective plastic yeah. shell. That You know what? Pain in the ass to put that shell on sometimes. It is. Ridiculous. They, they like y'all, drilled the holes y'all wrong need or to, something. Instead of like making expression shooter rods or whatever your next Damn. dumb light thing is, Stern, figure out how to make a better case for that. Figure it out. out. Yeah. What about the, the fox? <laughs> Joe Fox. Thank you. <laughs> the fox get tore up. No, yeah. I'm sorry. Fox Dude. get tore up. Unless it's got rabies. Uh, well. A rabid fox. Got that froth power. <laughs> Charlie. Thank you, Charlie. Your bell ain't doing shit, buddy. <laughs> it's not doing it. Even the Liberty Bell couldn't hold up. Oh, it's already cracked. Is that too soon? <laughs> Thank <Yeah>. you. <laughs> and the highest one of them all will you be. You ruined Independence Day with your joke on the pinball show. <laughs> right. I'm unsubscribing. We'll get messages from Philip. No, we will. <laughs> <laughs> William, the dude. This is what happens, Larry. That wasn't her toe, dude. Dude ain't going to tear up nobody. Yeah, just going to abide. The dude abides. I could see the dude riding a screaming eagle, though. Man, I could see that happening. Dude's no commie. He's a nihilist. Is he a nihilist? No, he's not a nihilist. No, he's not a nihilist. Oh, thank you all. Man, oh, Dennis, that last live hangout happy hour that we had, that was some good stuff, wasn't it? Oh, they were passionate. There's a lot of passion in those waters. It's like there was chum. Dun, <laughs> like, dun. like we chummed up the waters for him there. Uh, as a reminder, at the end of this month, we'll be doing another one of those. All you got to do is go to patreon.com slash the pinball show and sign up for the Nordman level. It's $25 a month. You can enter in at the entry level of $10 a month and get all that extra content uh, that you want, as well as a private Discord chat with everybody. Uh, but the $25 level, you'll get that live happy hour hangout with Dennis and I. And then at the the Screaming Go Club members, you just heard you get your own uh, intoxicated uh, nickname as well as private conversations with Dennis and I about the the juiciest of juice. So sign up today, support us, love us forever, and we'll love you back. Dennis, it's time. To end? The market is ebbing and flowing. The market's dead. Except for Jaws. Don't you dare fucking say Jaws is trending up. Turning up this week in pinball market trends.
It's Stern Pinball's job. Because your pop can't attack no more. I like your style, dude. The numbers don't uh, lie. The profanity what do you want? even leaked out of me. I'm just like, absolutely what do you not. Want me don't to do? you report you, the f- no report, one cares? Report there's the no lies. Use, the market's like used I, ones. We I, don't care about new ones. Uh, look, when there's a blip in the market, I simply report it. I, oh, don't kill the master, Dennis. I'm just a conduit of information. That's all I am. I'm like the CNN, Fox News, of pinball. See what I did there. <laughs> Yes. And what's what's even walk, more? Walk that uh, line. The BBC, MSNBC. Where am I? Where the I BBC go? and Reuters of yeah. What's the what's the boring news? Reuters. Okay, we'll take that. Uh, turning up is Jaws because it 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 is sales are phenomenal. You're thinking about buying one if you haven't already, listener. I know you are. Bye bye bye. And I also have to trend up uh, Stern Pinball. I always trend up Stern Pinball. And it's not because I'm a shill. Even if I was a shill, this is not why I'm doing it here. I'm doing it here because they talked about all types of cool ass goals that we want to see uh, in the next year or so. And I don't know, uh, not continuing coming out with different LE variations is a good trend in my opinion. And as well as uh, talking about coming up, uh, bringing back some DMD titles, not that I'm wanting them back, but I think a lot of people do. Uh, so that's, a, that's another reason to trend up as well. Nicely done, Stern Pinball. And of course, this one's out of left field, but numbers don't lie. Just reports the sales and trending up this week is Pinball Brothers Alien, the Ripley edition. For whatever reason, the last two weeks, we have simply sold out of our entire inventory of these Ripley edition machines. Sure, I've still got a couple LVs sitting there at $3,000 more, but everybody, (laughs) for whatever reason, it's like the hot topic right now. The hot, the hot trending game. That's right, all gothed up, and it's and it's Sigourney Weaver, Guys, and it's can't wait for them to release the black lipstick. Annoying edition. ass cat, uh, and weird Jones? witty T-shirts. Uh, yeah, Jonesy. God. Yeah. Uh, Joel was playing it the other night. I'm like, all right, get through this mode. I'm gonna shoot a cat. <laughs> Leave it. Who cares if the cat dies? Ripley edition sold out with us. We're waiting for more. Uh, but at seventy nine ninety five, I, I guess I understand why. But alas, trending down this week, we're going to do something a little bit different. This week, I want to do some trending downs as a retailer of pinball machines, as a seller, a distributor, a dealer. The man that sells you pinball machines, buys pinball machines from you, trades pinball machines. I'm going to give you some of my most trending down pet peeves when it comes to buying, selling, and trading. Keep in mind, I may illustrate these pet peeves for entertainment purposes, or hell, maybe this is exactly how I feel. All right, trending down this week is, this is this one's not too bad, but when you buy a machine from a distributor and we're shipping it to your house, we're shipping it to your door, and we get it shipped to you, and then like the day before it's supposed to get to your house, you change your plans and you want to pick it up at a terminal. Now, again, not a huge deal, but... I, you know, keep in mind that to do so, there's more paperwork that's got to be done. And it's much cheaper if I were just to ship it to a terminal in the first place for you to pick up. Honestly, I want to save you some money. Mention that to me beforehand, and I might be able to save you some money if you're wanting to pick it up at a terminal rather than bringing it to your door. The, the reason being, not to nerd out too much here, but the reason being, when it comes to your house, it's a residential property, and oftentimes you don't have a fork truck or you don't have a dock, so you're going to need a lift gate on that truck. 
to ship it to the dock, take it out, put it into a different truck, a smaller truck typically, and bring it out on a lift gate, they charge more money, uh, sometimes 100 sometimes $200 uh, more. So ultimately, when you call and say, hey, I want to pick this thing up at the terminal now, I'm like, damn, it's more work for me, and I could have saved some money. I could have saved you some money. You know, that's a small little training down. Another training down of buying and selling pinball machines. One of my favorite things in pinball is talking about pinball, it's interacting with my friends, my customers about the newest releases, what I think about the games, candidly too, what I like, what I don't like about games. It's one of my favorite things. I love doing that because I freaking love this damn hobby. I bleed pinball, y'all. But what is trending down is on launch day. You guys got to get this in perspective. For me, as a dealer, as a distributor, uh, launch day is like a holiday for me. And not like a holiday, like a good holiday. Like, it's like Christmas. So, well, it's like, it's honestly, it's like game day. It's not even like a holiday because I'm not chilling out. I am sweating. I am working my ass off. It's like Grand Central Station here. It is like the Super Bowl. I'm doing my stretches beforehand. It is freaking game day and I'm about to run out of that tunnel and I am about to perform because I'm going to be answering text messages, emails, uh, Facebook. I've got Pennside. People are asking questions. They're wanting to. It is a nutsathon around here. But I love it. It's my Super Bowl. It's my Eras Tour, if you will, for all you Swifty fans out there. So I was born for game title launch day. But trending down are a couple of you guys that find it appropriate on launch day to message me in the thick of things just to tell me how crappy you think a certain product is <laughs> that launched that day. Man, you see the rant? That sucks. Man, the sales are going to suck on this thing. Jeez. What were they thinking here? Look, I'm just so tired of the pricing. You can tell manufacturer has to go kick rocks. Like, trending down is that. I'm open to that feedback. And hell, I'll agree with some of it too. But there's a time and place, and on launch day is not the time nor the place. So if it takes me a little extra time or days to respond to you during launch day to, to crap all over a product, my apologies. And our last little trending down sub-segment of buying and selling pinball machines. This one's not too bad either, but just a little quirk I've seen pop up every now and then. When you go to sell a game or trade in a game, try not to ask to change the terms of the deal without adjusting the value of said trade or sale deal. Like, for example, I've had a couple of these lately where terms are met upon, here's what the trade-in's worth, we'll do this, you get this new game, you're giving me this game, I get a resell, blah, 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 right? But then uh, everything's packed up, we're ready to go, you're coming tomorrow or I'm delivering it, shipping it tomorrow, and you say, hey, I had a shaker motor in my old game, is it okay if I pull that because I'm wanting to put that in my new game? Now, sure, if you want to take $100 off the deal, that's fine. But you can't expect me to just be like, yeah, keep that extra $100. Increase the value of your new game. Is that bad for me to say? Like, I'm just keeping it real here. Like, come on. If it's in your game, you made the deal, it's in the game. If you want to take it out, it's $100. Same with like Penn Stadiums or something like that. If you're advertising something for sale with Penn Stadiums in there, it's a couple hundred bucks. You pulling them willy-nilly affects the deal. It changes the terms. And of course, like something egregious like a topper, yes, people are going to speak up. But it's like the little thing sometimes. I'm like, eh, come on now. That was part of it there. I guess it comes down to this. If you send pictures of the item for sale or for trade and terms are agreed upon, damn it, everything in those pictures better still be in there. 
Maybe my trending down segment here uh, is because it was a long day. I hope you enjoyed it though, because it is very much a part of the marketplace when moving within your collection pinball machines. Do you all agree with me? Do you disagree? Submit your very own pet peeve for maybe a future pinball market trends, trending up or down. Submit it to the pinballshow at gmail.com. I'd love to hear. Do you guys agree with me? Do you disagree with me? And for anyone who is guilty of those of those trending uh, down topics, I assure you, I still love you. I'm just busting balls and speaking the truth. Pinball bounty this week, still radical, still looking for a Congo. I'm really hot and heavy for a Lord of the Rings, y'all. There are some, I get it, there are some on the marketplace. They're just not clean enough. Or if they are clean enough, they're not priced accordingly. Fat harvests. Keep looking for me, guys. It's out there. And as always, I'm just here to report the facts because numbers don't lie, neither do I, on Pinball Joel's Trends. <laughs> Dennis, let's shut her down. Where can people reach you? They can always email me, eclecticgamerspodcast at gmail.com. Okay, and you can reach us at thepinballshow at gmail.com as well. I heard that there used to be another pinball show that covered fake pinball, but they're not around anymore. And I don't know, maybe they just want to warehouse that neon sign instead of yeah, selling where's the it to neon us. sign? Zen Pinball. If that really is your name, <laughs> I think their name is bankrupt now. <laughs> Allegedly, Alleged- that's right. Uh, even if you say rumored, it doesn't work. Okay, uh, you can. <laughs> yeah, what about uh, straight down the middle? Go follow, like, and subscribe to that. Watch yourself a topper video. Oh, that was turning up too. Oh, well. Follow, like, subscribe to the Pinball Show on Facebook. Uh, jump on our Discord with paid membership. And our sponsor. We can't forget our sponsor, Flippin' Out Pinball. When I buy my pinball shit, I buy from Flippin' Out. From Topper Shark Play Trivials, I've got it figured out. Flippin' Out, figured out. When I think of pinball, I think Flippin' Out. Flippin' Out. Product showcase this week. Wow. What do you know? It's just like the trend itself. It's Jaws. It's got to be Jaws. Order yours today. Do you know that Flipping Out Pinball offers free shipping on all brand new Sterns? I I didn't know. Yeah. Uh, LEs, free shipping. I forgot. Premiums, free shipping. Pros, free shipping, even though the margins aren't as high as they are. Free shipping. And look, you've, you've seen them out there. You've seen them catch on to my sly marketing and other people now offering free shipping. Read the fine details, my friend. Because that free shipping may be to another city where you have to drive and go pick it up. No, 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 no. At Flipping Out Pinball, we ship it free to your door. And maybe we can save you some money if you want to go pick it up at the terminal. But that's besides the fact. It's free shipping to your door. I can't guarantee a FedEx freight's going to call you. Uh, but <laughs> like They didn't call me. Uh, they, see? They didn't. Well, they did, they did schedule the original. Although I have a little story for you on that. Oh, really? Oh, it's real quick. So, show worthy? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah, why nice. not? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, there are already people posting on Pinside. That was not show worthy. I didn't, um, I didn't hear that. Yeah. Yeah. So, no. So, FedEx, uh, we set a scheduled time. They came at 15 minutes at the end of the scheduled period. So, it was within the within scheduled period. Within the window. Period. Okay. Yes, it was. It was the last thing on the truck. I went out there. Oh. They're, they're lowering it down. I'm, I'm explaining. I've got a space cleared out in the garage for them to put the pallet. Mm-hmm. And. And she's like, am I going to have enough room to turn the device around? I'm like, yes, yes, yes. I've got it all set up. And she goes and she wheels it in and she sees I got a couple others in the uh, older games in the garage. And sure. she goes, oh, yeah, you've got Sinbad. 
Yeah, I, no, Sinbad's in the lineup because okay, it's right. good. Oh, uh, no, Buck Rogers is now in the garage. Oh. So, and the victory I'm still working on. Anyway, so she's going and she's wheeling it in and she sees them and she goes, "Oh yeah, so, oh you've got a couple other of these already." And I go, "Yeah, I, I work on them." And she goes, "Oh yeah, no, that's right. I remember you." What? And I go, "What?" And she goes, "I delivered you a game before." Okay. But here's the thing. She didn't deliver Deadpool. A guy did because he fell on my car. I remember, yeah, getting pinned she up. She delivered the Godzilla years ago and remembered me. Really? Because who orders pinball? Yeah, but do we stick out that dead. bad? Because it's dead. The market's though? dead. Do we stick out that bad? Did she uh, say so with like a she, scowl no, she, on her face? No, it was, she remembered, uh, it was me mentioning that I work on them that I guess was the trigger where she's like, oh, oh yeah, this is the guy who has the games in the garage that he's always working on and I apparently see. never finishes. Would it be fair to say that you triggered her? Farewell and adieu to you fair Spanish ladies. No. I think by definition, yeah. Was, was there a little smile? A flip of the hair, possibly? I don't know, Dennis. There could have been flips, but oh. she was like, oh, now i got to go pick up a game all the way up in the Northland. I'm around behind schedule. Bye. Well, that was interesting. And uh, the game itself uh, arrived, and it's, at least it's there. Have you have you got to do or die multiple? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, you, well, you know, me and Carl. Every day, we always, right? We just basically just race for that stuff, so. So order your pinball machine today from Flipping Out Pinball. Get free shipping to your door and the industry-leading customer service. That's, a, that's included. Come on. We've got all kinds of games in stock. I think pretty much every game, I think pretty much every game in stock right now. Email us at Zach, Z-A-C-H, at flip the letter N out pinball.com or just visit our website at flippingoutpinball.com. If you guys want to see the used inventory that we have, it's gone so quick and priced so appropriately. Uh, that I, I don't even have time to put it on the website, so we just put it on Facebook. Boom. Up-to-date list of what's for sale there, um, and those go pretty quick. So follow us there on Facebook and Instagram. And buy GTF while you're at it. I got a couple. I'd be willing to let go. <laughs> <laughs> and for all of you who want to know when Jaws accessories are coming, uh, I don't know. Sooner than later, but I, I don't know. We're taking lists as always. Flipping out with friends. Check them out. Joel streaming. He's chatting. He's doing it all. He's flipping out Joel. Tune in. I think uh, he's been doing alien streams next week. Yeah, that's the last one I saw. I think another alien stream this coming week. He's going to have a Jaws Pro here in a couple weeks as well. That'll be fun. Uh, TPN last week. Oh, well, last couple of weeks. We've been, it's been oh, a yeah. while. We've had TPN a few things. Weeks. So, yeah, we had uh, episode 46 of Triple Drain where they did the crossover episode with Loser Kids Pinball Podcast. Oh, it was a good one. Yeah. And then uh, Jerry Stallenberg from Multimorphic was on Pinball Innovators and Makers podcast. Very nice. And then Silverball Chronicles, this part one of their Capcom series. Oh, I love that one. Why does Capcom Mm. uh, interest me so? Because they have the most powerful flippers to have ever flipped. Do you hear them when you're holding them up? (laughs) You know, I I don't know if they have the that buzz or not. That's a physical ball lock I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm holding four. Uh, four ball so physical mean. lock. TPN this week, all kinds of good stuff. So tune in, follow the pinball show and the pinball network. Teach these people something. Well, um, I'm really I'm going to teach the manufacturers. Manufacturers. Oh no, guys, when there's a leak, it's going to squeak. So. <laughs> You're a poet. And always practice safe pinball and keep your cocaine bobcats out of shark-infested waters. Because they'll kill a shark. Bruce ain't shit. 
Especially if you drop a bunch of binnies in that shark. Who's the the panther? The panther. The benzoed panther. Oh, man. Show me the way to go home. I'm tired and I want to go to bed. Your phone is bothersome. Tuning in to WPST, where you get PTSD listening to me. <laughs> oh, I took one poop and one shower mm. and one meal. I feel like I'm in prison. <laughs> uh. <sighs> okay, here we go. Wherever I'm here, on land or sea or home, you can always hear.